0: into what the Lord is doing in and through you, and um, uh, is, if we walk through that each week, again, it's going to be a time where we will rejoice, we will perhaps weep. we will um, probably live in the in the both ends, in that kind of tension point of the reality of where we are, and, and again, this is something that I, I think God has called His people into, um, into, into reality, and, and so I just love that our church is one that really moves into that together. And um, with that, we are in our, uh, our, our, our Advent season. And I'm excited. I don't know about you. Some of you guys who've been here in the last... We've been in um, Proverbs for about two months. And we're about to... After the New Year, we're going to move into Ephesians for a whole year. And, um, and I'm just really... This is kind of like a... catching our breath, if you will together collectively, I don't know about you, I mean, but I'm kind of exhausted after the last few sermons, we've been just getting at it together, right? Like in Proverbs, God has called us into some pretty difficult places, and um, my, my hope and prayer for this Advent series that we're in, which is What Child Is This, is that this will be a time for us to um, intentionally and pointedly look at Jesus, okay, hey, we want to do that every week, we, we always come, we, we take... Communion as a church every week we're reminded that all of life is all for Jesus. We don't ever take a week off from that, or get into a new sermon series. It doesn't somehow lead us to uh, the full good news of Jesus in some way. And yet this this uh, this season we're really pointing into it, and it's through the lens of again, what child is this? Okay, we can even think through that. Is we um. As we walk through this Christmas season of like, what season is this? Or who is this we're, you know, talking about? Who is this we're um, remembering throughout this time together? And it's, what it is, is it's an opportunity for us to look pointedly, intentionally at Jesus. uh, I forgot to actually have us uh, raise our hands if we needed Bibles. There's some people back there that were looking at me sideways because of it. So if you need a Bible, would you hold your hand up high and keep it up, and we'll get a Bible into your hands. um, um, esta in, uh, uh, esta día in, uh, libro de Mateo um, I was just showing off to you guys, I, I said more than I usually do No, um, I actually forgot the, where we are in that um, It's a gift to you, Okay, if you don't own a Bible, keep this Okay, We want to make sure that everyone has a Bible they can read and understand in their heart language and make their own and, um, and, and and as we're in this season, we're going to launch out of a particular place and then get a broader view as we look at the person of Jesus. What title is this? And so how we're going to walk through that in the next um, four weeks is this. Today we're looking at Jesus, kind of answering that question, the Son of God. And then next week we're going to look at Jesus, the Son of Man. Okay, these are all biblical titles that we see um, describing or answering that question, what title is this? And then in three weeks, we'll be looking at um, Jesus, the son of David, okay, the promise fulfillment there from uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7. And then finally, on Christmas Eve, we'll be looking at Jesus, the son of Mary. Um, on that note, because I, I actually wouldn't be getting in here during the welcome, um, we're going to be um, on Christmas Eve, just you know we will be um, celebrating uh, Jesus and the Sabbath season on Christmas Eve together. Christmas Eve this year does fall on a Sunday, so how we're going to go about it this year is we're going to celebrate like we normally do on Sunday morning and we'll look a little bit differently. It is Christmas Eve, but we will not be holding a Christmas Eve like separate service in the evening. Um, we're going to kind of do it all together in the morning on Christmas Eve, okay? So I know some of you guys plan these things out. We've already got shopping done, all that. Just like me. You no, know, very different from me. But um you you uh, anyway, now you know, okay? How are your friends. Amen? Okay, we, um so um, so again, today we're looking at asking this question, who is this? What child is this? It's Jesus, the Son of God. And, and what we'll see throughout this whole series, and pointedly today, is that as we understand Jesus more rightly, more clearly, we understand ourselves more truly. Okay, and so again, in this season, whether we acknowledge it or not, we're all looking for our identity, whether we're thinking about God, goods and things we want to get right in this time or how we present our families and our Christmas photos or our, you know, news look, look weather that we send out or whatever it is and we're, we're, we're dealing with this and, and, and what we'll see again throughout this whole time and pointedly this morning is when we see Jesus right in you, we see ourselves more clearly. Okay, so, said, that. Let me pray and ask the Lord to lead us through our time in His Word together, Again, Lord, we thank you for this time, thank you for your words, thank you for good news. Uh, we also understand, as someone once told me, or as I, I heard it said, that um, we, we often move into um, healing and hope through pain and difficulty, and, and Lord, I pray that um, you would lead us through this time, of, and we would kind of bring us to a point of incredible hope and response and more clear understanding of who you are, Jesus. And then from there, what that means for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, as we get into, let me ask you this question, just to be considering and thinking about is who are you? Who are you right now, this moment? Where who are you? How would how would you answer that question? It would likely be um, it would likely involve what you do, right, or what you don't do when you're trying to do. You might say, I, "This is my job," but I'm trying to do this, or right now I'm doing this, but I'm, I'm I'm pursuing this, or I'm a student, or I'm a I'm a construction worker, I'm a doctor, I'm a teacher, I'm a, a parent, whatever. And then even there, it would kind of bleed into different relationships that you have, right? Well, I'm a I'm a father, I'm I'm I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm I'm this age. And then it might even, as we talk more, it might bleed into some difficult things. Well, this happened to me, and that informs where I'm at right now. Or uh, I made this decision, and that has kind of led me to be in this place right now. And, And again, the reality is who we are is not just so easily... Giving and kind of dismiss. It's not like it's not a it's not a water cooler conversation, right? Uh, we can, we have answers for that stuff, but when we really press into it, it's a lot harder than that. What came to mind for me is this incredible scene from a uh, a really well done film um, called. Go- Goodwill Hunting in the, in the 90's, um, before some of you were even born, um, and, uh, came out, and there's this whole scene that goes on, and it's essentially, in a nutshell, uh, a guy, who I really kind of relate with some of his story, but a guy who grew up not only without a father, but also grew up in a, in a, in, as, an, as an orphan. He grew up without his parents, and his name is Will, played by the actor Matt Damon, and he builds this relationship with a counselor, a therapist. Um, uh, played by the, the, um, the late Robbie Williams. And there's this incredibly powerful scene where who Matt Damon is, his character Will, who Will is, is his coming into a collision with what he's done and what's been done to him in his whole life and in this, in this, in this difficulty there as he's wrestling with his identity. And, and then the counselor just says to him, um, hey, Will, it's not your fault. And Will's like, hey, I know what you know, and just, and then, and he asks him like five or six times in order for it to really sink in, and, and you see this really uncomfortable recognition of 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 the relationships that and the experiences that have come in Will's life have defined who he is. Specifically, his relationship with his parents or his lack of a parental figure in his life, again, specifically a father figure, is just just coming over him. And he, and he finally he breaks down in this really powerful scene there and he embraces. Um, and he's this tough guy. He, he grew up like fighting and all this stuff. And so of seeing him, he finally feels like he's safe enough to experience what kind of a father figure he embraces. And, and, and he just starts weeping. And as and, and, and he hears over and over again, it's not your fault. And, and in a sense, so this isn't an overtly like Christian film or whatever. There's this theme there that, that you can see where saying, hey, this isn't who you are. And so again, with that, we move into this time where all of us, we can connect with that story in different ways. But wherever we are, again, things that have been done to us, things that we've done, ways we see ourselves, what goes through our minds as we look in the mirror or as we look on Instagram and we compare ourselves to others or, or we walk through this Christmas season, whatever it is, we have this kind of backdrop in our minds of, oh, this is who I am, this is who I am. And again, what I, I, I hope and trust what happened among our time here is that as we look at Jesus and who He is, specifically the Son of God, it will inform and lead us to a right understanding of who we are. More importantly, who God says we are. Okay, so with that, now in mind, we again, we walk into this question of who is Jesus? He's the Son of God. And we look at that in Matthew. We turn with me there. Not already there. To Matthew chapter 1. We already read through this a little bit. I'm going to pick up in verse 20. Where it describes who Jesus is. Kind of toward the last part of verse 20. For that which is conceived in her. This is the child that Mary is carrying. The angel is telling Joseph. That this baby is conceived in her. From the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Who is Jesus? He's the Son of God, not just God Junior, Junior Varsity God, right? Sometimes how we think of God. Even just so you know, sometimes when we're praying, even we'll say, um, thank you for what God and Jesus have done, or we'll refer to God and Jesus, and sometimes we struggle, even if we've grown up in the churches. Who is Jesus? Here pointedly and clearly here. Jesus is is God. Okay, when, when we're told in Scripture Jesus is the Son of God, even as we see here, He is God, comma, the Son. Okay, the the, the, the second person of the Trinity, eternally existing. Jesus is not just, you know, like in a, what is it, Caledonia eight pounds, five ounce baby Jesus, whatever, and you kind of pick these little silly things and kind of, oh yeah, this is who Jesus is to me, but you know, He's, not really God, or you know, no, Jesus is God, and that's absolutely important for us to understand. In fact, look with me in um, Hebrews chapter 1, where we see um, this explained and kind of fleshed out even more to help us understand just who we're dealing with this Christmas season as we ask this question what child is this? It's Jesus, God the Son. It says this in Hebrews chapter 1. Verses 2 and 3. In these last days, God has spoken to us by a Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. He is the radiance of God's glory, and the very stamp of His nature, upholding the universe by His word of power. Okay, there's so much there we could unpack and dive into, and we're not afraid to do that together. In fact, I encourage us to do that. You see, there there is um, something true of Jesus's nature that He is eternally submitting to the will of the Father. Okay, that some big ideas here that Jesus is a a part of is 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 God. A part of the Trinity, okay, God is one. Okay, so there's multiple gods, and I think actually Stephen addressed this a couple weeks ago, and we've talked about this elsewhere, we can talk about it more, and the big idea here today is not to get our like theological caps on, we've been doing that a lot lately, it's to, it's to kind of get a bigger picture of Jesus. I will say that though again, is to understand Jesus is the Holy God, and we see that there, eternally existing, that Jesus is the one through whom all things were created, Jesus is not created. Everything else is created. Jesus is God, 100. percent. And He is, as we sing this song sometimes. Hear me, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Okay, hey, Jesus is is God incarnate, right? You see that there, the um, the, the 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 stamp of God's nature. Okay, hey, the very, again, God with us, God revealed to us, clearly. That, that idea of incarnate is connected to the ooh, Latin word, I just love this, especially since we live in a more like ooh, look, look Latin or Spanish-informed you know, community here, and you know, Spanish is a Latin um, language, and, and, the, and the origin of incarnate is similar to the idea of where we get co-incarnate, Right? Like you guys think, oh, that's like you know, or whatever. It's like, no, and with meat, right? That's what it means. Well, this idea is God is in the flesh. God was meat. God among us. So again, not just, oh, a little baby Jesus, that God kind of zapped with a wand, like he's the fairy godmother, and then kind of this little baby came about, and that's what we celebrated Christmas. No, this is God, fully God, entering into our meat, our world our reality, fully God, and fully man, God the Son, someone that we need to take very, very seriously. Again, not, he doesn't leave the option to, well, to me, Jesus is, you know, fill in the blank, again, like 8-pound, 5 ounce big Jesus, you know, a little, and just kind of pick our thing and kind of, no, Like there's a sense of awe and wonder as we talk about, it. who is this Son? He's God. And He's God the Son. He is the Son of God. The Son of God. God the Son. We, we press in and we stop and we understand. What is that? And again, sometimes it stays out there, right? Is this just a title? Okay, He's God the Son. And Sometimes, sadly, in Christian circles, even in the church or even in seminaries, Often this happens where we get so intellectual, so heavy, we start talking about all this stuff that it fails to really hit the ground, you know, to really connect with, with real everyday life. Again, this beautiful picture of Emmanuel, God with us, kind of stays in these theological terms and we want to get it so right that we're afraid to even pray we don't want to say the wrong thing and we forget God's gracious, generous nature that He calls us to come before Him freely and, and these things and we just kind of get bogged down. So is this just a title of Jesus? Well, well it's also a relationship that has everything to do with our world and our lives today. In fact, you don't have to turn with me there, but in Mark chapter 1 and in Matthew chapter 1, we see the baptism of Jesus. This incredible—we walk through. This, we walked through the Book of Mark. This incredible, beautiful picture when Jesus is baptizing. Some of the stuff I just talked to you again. You see it everywhere. You see the nature of God and 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 the, and, the, and the personhood of God on display as Jesus is baptized. You see Father, Son, Holy Spirit—the relationship within the Trinity—um, playing out in Jesus' baptism. But something that I want us to see that also shows up in the um in the, when 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 Jesus is um is with some of his closest disciples, and it's called the Transfiguration. And the same thing happens there. Jesus is with his guys, and again, they're wearing, like, Jesus, in my homeboy shirts, you know, because they maybe forgot, like, the Godhood, the deity, the, the bigness of Jesus, and they fish with him just to real talk. They probably hear him, like, pass gas, and, you know, like, they're real friends, okay? They, they do life together, okay? They've gone on road trips together. It's, they don't have this... This unhealthy pendulum of like, oh, Jesus is far, he's not with us, he's not Emmanuel, and they're still learning this, and so maybe they're taking him for granted, and anyway, they're going along with him, and then all of a sudden, just like with his baptism, God in his in His profound wisdom kind of pulls back the curtain for a moment, and reveals the, the other realm. Hey, the reality of what's actually going on here. And he and he speaks about Jesus. So at his baptism, he speaks specifically to Jesus. He says, This is my son. No, he says, You are my son, in whom I am well pleased. And then again, at his transfiguration, now he speaks about Jesus to his friends here. And he says, like, don't forget, yeah, you picture like wag your finger. Those of us who've been to Guatemala remember that I love that. you wag your finger all the time People, are Like, no, no, no. He said, Oh, my favorite food. Lasagna. I'm not calling all you know, give you their favorite It's amazing. And I just love it. Um, in fact, I kind of will give a shot to that. So if ever I like my figure, that's where it's coming from. But it's like Jesus is saying, like, no, 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 don't take it for granted. He's not just your homeboy, he's not just like someone to be taken for granted. This is my son, God the son. But again, not just the title, a relationship in whom I am well pleased. Okay, but to help this drive down even more deeply into our hearts this morning, okay, hear me and look at me. In your relationships, your close relationships, when's the last time you used that phrase? I'm well pleased. Okay, is that how you, you answer, like, when one spouse, you know, comes home and maybe makes him a meal after a hard day and then presents it and you say, I'm well pleased. <laughs> Right, or you know, whatever it might be with your kids, if you do talk with your kids that way we just hear you, they're not they're it's not sinking in, okay? Really like okay? I'm well pleased. The picture here, and I don't I don't know Greek actually, so I don't want to pretend someone's to do that. But I've read from people who do read Greek. And um, see I'm really I read the people who read Greek and then I give it to us. Um, so that's why I get paid. There you go. I'm but what the Greek says, so I'm told, is um, that this idea of being well pleased is actually the, the word of the language is delight. Now, that's a word that we can feel. I mean, can you feel that a little bit, even as you think of it, as you consider saying that to a spouse or hearing that from a parent? I delight in you. Man, I really, I, I really love you, but really, like, there's warmth, there's relationship there. So when we talk about Jesus, when we talk about what child is this, there is a title, there's a reality, there's a bigness, there's a weight. God the Son, Eternal Creator, God with us, Emmanuel, and a Relational Truth, the One in whom the Father delights. So now, as we hopefully drive this down even more deeply, what does this mean for you? For me, okay, helps us understand again the bigger story. Okay, we talk a lot here about story. Hopefully, you've heard it. There's these you know categories we walk through. That the scripture from Genesis to Revelation walks through. It's 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 creation, rebellion, promise, redemption promise the life of the church and then final restoration or consummation of all things. That's are the four part kind of we is is creation, rebellion Redemption, restoration. Okay, we walk through that. We're, that's that's the whole Bible. Okay, that's Genesis to Revelation, the whole thing in there. And, and we, this Advent season, this Christmas season, where does it fit in? In all this chaos and everywhere we are, where does it all fit together? It's, it's 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 the climax of this whole story, the whole story of the universe. Again, just in a nutshell, that God created all of us, and specifically, think in this room right now, you, in His. In delighting over you. Again, we talked about before, intimately creating you, forming with his own hands. Unlike every other animal, he gives this stamp. We just heard that word about stamp. This stamp of his image. He created and molded it together with his own hands, intimately. And then he breathed life. Like, like intimately gave life and said, you get my family name your identity and your purpose and everything that you do is directly connected to your relationship with me, God the creator and then rebellion I don't want your family name you can take it, you can leave it I want to make my own way, I want to pave my own path, I want to do things my way. I don't want to glorify you, I want to glorify myself. I don't want to I don't want to have a, a derivative relationship. I don't want it to come from you. I want to figure it out on my own. Again, individually and collectively, we have all entered into this by nature and by choice. This is our reality today, right now. And so this advent season is the arrival the fulfillment of God's promise. Saying, I'm not going to leave you there. I'm not going to leave my people there. I'm not going to leave the full scope of my creation there in this brokenness, in this rebellious state. But he also doesn't say, I'm going to give you a weight of expectations that you will now carry out and and fix this problem. Again, we look at Jesus. He says, I'm going to restore my family name to you through my very Son. Through God the Son perfectly carrying my family pain. And he's going to live the life of dependence, of relationship, of worship, of joy that you're called and created to live. But fail miserably to do. And then Jesus, this baby that we're celebrating right now, this arrival, this advent, the fulfillment of God's promise, would hang on the cross, would bear the penalty of of utter treason and rebellion, of of wiping away the family name, of cursing our father. And Jesus, the one who heard, I delight in you, would call out to his father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He would experience divorce, abandonment, pain, heartache, so that you and I don't have to. He experienced the consequence of sin, rebellion, brokenness in the world. And then as God the Father raised him victoriously from the dead, it was the stamp of restoration, of forgiveness, of acceptance, of welcome home. Of, of of again as we just have seen here of, of this is my son in whom I delight, the the promise now that through Jesus, God's promise of restoring brokenness, collectively, communally, individually, through Jesus. We see this in in 2 Corinthians chapter six. Says this. This is actually quoting Ezekiel chapter 37. So, this is again a, a, a fulfillment of God's promise in the Old Testament. Met, fully realized in Jesus. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord God Almighty. <laughs> Through the person and work of Jesus. The relationship and the title of Jesus. God the Son. The Son of God. The one in whom the Father delights. There's restoration. There's adoption. There's, you're my son and my daughter. You can you hear me right now in this moment? I, I, I pray this in for you. Think in this moment right now. Does God delight me? Is your is your functional practical um, relationship with God more like, yeah, he tolerates me? He yeah, he forgives me because he has to. It's kind of because Jesus, the whole cross and resurrection thing, Jesus died, rose again, so God, yeah, God forgives me, God forgives me and my sins, but I, I keep this arms distance relationship with him. You don't hear me. I pray, even right now, Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts and our eyes and our ears in light of whatever has happened to us, in light of whatever we have done, whatever choices we've made, that every person in this room would understand your delight calling us your children through faith in Jesus. Hear me right now. God delights in you if you have put your faith in Jesus if you've never trusted in him, He's not a cosmic, angry ogre shaking his head saying, do this, don't do that. Jesus is the reason for the season. Sometimes we see God's people in all these things and we just kind of keep them there. No, right now, he is making his plea, as we even see in the book of 2 Corinthians again, like God making his appeal. Right now, I, I trust and pray. That's what's happening. He's calling you. Think of, of a tender reaching down to the parent, turning the chin of the child, say, you've been wandering. You've forsaken the family name because you thought it was better. You thought the good life was found out there. And we've gotten all theological in some ways, but the big idea is this. It's a heart-level reality of God saying, no, no, the good life is here. The good life is found in this. The good news, that's what gospel means. The good news that has arrived in Jesus. Is God saying, "I delight in you, and my son, my God, come sit at my table. Come and be a part of a redeemed family." Right? We stood during these child dedications. We stand as we read God's word together. We take communion not by the passing of plates, not that that's battery or whatever, but we choose to do it this way because we're coming forward together, individually and communally, as a family of God. There's a full reality of a restoration to God and to one another here, as His children. So, as I close, what do we do with this? What's our action point? Let's read one more scripture together that leads us into how what we do there. How do we grow in understanding God more rightly and understanding ourselves more truly? Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. And we all, with unveiled faces, again, it's like God removes this veil, removes, again, like He tenderly turns our, our eyes to all of a sudden see, whoa, it's so much bigger, right? Picture with me, I just came to mind, because I know this is very real and probably will happen in my family in the next week or two, is we're driving around and there's this incredible christmas light display of some beautiful picture and kids are like just looking at screens. Oh, look at this beautiful light. I'm enamored. And then all of a sudden, hopefully we do as gently and tenderly as this. Hey, kids, look. the beautiful. Right now, it might be like knock the phone out of their hands. But to take this picture of, hey, you're settling. Look up. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Look at this display. Look at this beauty. Look at this splendor. Look at what I'm settling for. I don't know that our kids will respond that way right now. Hopefully women like in their 30s, maybe. <laughs> but now, with unveiled faces, God revealing His truth to us, we see that we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. I actually missed a very important part here, so go back with me. Okay, we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Beholding the glory of the Lord. As we do this week in and week out. As we come forward before His table we take communion. As we sing songs that in reality we maybe don't even want to sing in that moment. But we hear our brothers and sisters in Christ singing those songs. It enlightens and awakens and reminds our hearts Oh yeah, there's truth. Oh yeah, I'm not alone. Oh yeah, my, my pain and my shame and my sin is not the end of the story. I have a new name. I'm a part of a new family. I have a perfect Heavenly Father. I have a true and good and perfect family name that now informs who I am and how I live. Um, John Piper, author and pastor, gives a quote that kind of expounding on that verse. He said this, and we'll, we'll close with this, I believe this text Teaches us that one of the ways we are changed progressively into the likeness of Christ is by looking at his glory. We hum the music we listen to, we speak with the accent of our vicinity, we pick up the courtesies of our parents, for good and for bad, I'll just add. And we naturally tend to imitate the people we admire most. So it is with God. If we fix our attention on him and behold his glory. Again, that word earlier, beholding the glory of the Lord. As we behold his, um, his glory, uh, uh, we will be changed from one degree of glory to another into his likeness. Who is God and who are we? What child is this? Jesus, God the Son, the one in whom the Father delights. And what does it mean for you and me? It means that through faith in Him, through trust in Him, through a new family name you've been given and called into. You are a son or a daughter of Almighty God. Not just tolerating you, but delighting in you, Delighting in us. And so now what do we do with this? We respond. We behold Jesus, the Son of God, together through prayer, singing, communion, worship, and through that, we're restored and shaped and transformed and renewed into the very likeness of God as we behold His glory in His Son, Jesus. That's such good news. Amen? Amen. Let's pray and respond together. Heavenly Father, thank you. Again, we can call you Father. Thank you that you're good. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're God in the flesh. You're Emmanuel, God with us. For Jesus, your God, the Son, Almighty Creator of heaven and earth, the one through whom and for whom all things were made and all things right now currently hold together and all things exist and one day all things will give an account to. You are great and holy, set apart, and yet you are also with us. You came as a child. You experienced rejection. So that we can experience acceptance. Lord, I pray that that truth, that good news, will shape us, will lead us, individually and communally. And Lord, I pray right now, as we respond, as we, that anyone in here, Lord, as there will be people in the back who would love to pray, Lord, I pray that we wouldn't just stuff this or let it sit, Lord, but if we need to understand that you delight in us through faith in Jesus, Lord, I pray that we would talk about it. We would pray for each other. I pray that we would live life with each other in light of these truths, in light of this good news. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.